How are you doing? Oh, that sounds fascinating, Paul. How was your day? Uh, I can do this by myself. I don't need a co-host. I don't know, can we call him without him accepting the friend, the contact request? Uh, perhaps, we can try. There's a call, there's a call button. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, I can certainly try when that happens. I mean, we still have time to wait. Right. Uh, anyway, so... Um, why don't why don't we say who he is now so we don't have yeah. to waste all that time uh, bumbling about, like, uh, maybe we should say who you are. Yeah, because we're, we're not going to bumble about it when he's actually here. When you, you, you met us. <laughs> well, let's not bumble about that. Let's find other things to bump about which to bumble. The plan is in a few minutes we will be talking with Leo Laporte. Um, I'm not sure for how long because he's going to be probably uh, in line to go see The Force Awakens. But it's only 5.30 for him, and the showings don't start till like 9 or something, yeah, I think. It's not clear at all what is actually going on. So, audience, from a week and a half from now, Leo Laporte, if you don't know who he is, is the empresario of the Twit Network, which is a podcast slash, slash netcast network of shows um all about tech and the culture revolving around tech and he's got it's like a whole tv this network leo if you listen to a podcast i don't know how you don't know who leo laporte is well yeah i mean if you if the podcast you listen to are like you know serial and the new yorker podcasts you don't know who leo laporte is you know what i mean but uh mm-hmm. if you you know if you listen to uh accidental tech podcast you probably know who leo laporte is but you get my point so i'm sure they're like for example uh, there are people who are in my family who will listen to this podcast uh, who I'm sure don't know who Leo Laporte is. Uh, they will now, of course, and they will be delighted by him and find him charming Twit. and TV, all that good stuff. Yes. Um, yeah, twit.tv. And uh, I watch a, a billion of those shows. On, well, maybe not a billion of them, but I, I watch quite a few of them on a regular basis. And uh, one day I aspire to be uh, in his position, not him himself, because that would be weird. But oh, there he is. He just said, I am here. I can I did I tell you I can't remember did I say I'm actually a little nervous did I say that you didn't say that but I which is I feel it's weird because I I kind of know him as I said I I uh, uh, impostered him um so he did he add you as a contact he he just he just pinged me and said I am here okay All sure right. what the shit it's is gonna be as professional as it ever is <laughs> hence my what the shit a moment ago um all right I'm gonna add him I'm gonna okay add him. here this it comes is, see if this works we don't know if this is gonna work Add people. <laughs> Chief. Oh, that's how you spell it. Chief. There he is. Mr. Laporte. Hey, Mr. Laporte. How you doing? Good. How are you doing? Good. Good. Um, so this is Brian, and then Paul is here. He's, I mean, virtually here for me, but he's here. How you doing, hi. sir? Hi, Paul. Hi, Brian. I, I, I am delighted that you agreed to be on our oh, silly yes. little show. Thank, thank you for taking the time. time. Thank you so much. Are you in line presently, or are you? No, no. As soon as oh. we're done, I'm going to go over. Okay. They okay. open the doors at 6 in about half an hour, but I have people uh, in the uh, theater waiting. So. Okay. Well, you, you I mean, we, we No, we'll go. do it. It's an hour show, so just. Sure. Uh, he wants to be here, Brian. <laughs> we, were, we, were, we were shuffling our, because this is what we do. This is the intro. This will be the show. We're not very professional in that regard. So, this is uh, it? We're on right now? We're, 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 we're doing the show. Hey, everybody. How you doing? <laughs> we just sort of in media res, basically, because we don't have to edit that as much. Yeah, is the logic. all about not editing. <laughs> and we're very charming it's throughout yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. So this is, is this 24? This is 24. This is episode 24 of the show. And we have a very special guest, Leo Laporte, um, who he just said hello. Um, and as soon as he's done talking to us, he's going to go watch The Force Awakens, which yes. is... Uh, Opening night. 
Yeah, I'm a little jealous. I am the parent of two small children, so it might be years before I actually get to see it. You have to wait on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Two-year-old as well, so um, that also will be not indeed. uh, not not spoiler free for me. I have friends who saw it last night. I'm kind of uh, pissed off that uh, they already saw it. What's the word? They loved it. Yeah. Good yeah. thing. No spoilers, I promise. But uh, they did, yeah. he did say there is a moment where your jaw will drop. Oh God. Yeah. Um. I think that's the thing. I, I. I. It's. I'm cautiously optimistic, despite even like the people now saying that they think it's good because it's like you know you get caught up. You sit in the theater the last time Phantom Menace. You know the first time you, this when the when the crawl hits. Your brain just shuts off, right? You hear the yeah. fanfare. Yeah, and, and it. it's just you're it's in. just you're you're twelve or whatever, and it's just like, uh, and then afterwards you're like, wait a second, if you know. Uh, so I'm I'm, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward. It's to hard, it, actually. Hard for a movie this hyped to be any good. Well, that's but... the thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, how do you separate it from the mo- the movie from? The advertising campaign, which yeah. has to be the biggest in history, has so to. overhyped. Yeah, yeah. So like, I wonder how much they paid Google because oh no, kidding! It's I, everywhere I, on Google. I don't know how to turn that off because every time I go to YouTube and I open the, the volume control comes up, it goes boom because I select the light <laughs> wow. side, so it's the lightsaber <laughs> side, and it's really annoying now. It's so deep. See, I'm the dark side, so all I hear is. <sighs> right. Okay, that's probably a better choice. Oh, see, that's smart. Yeah, you, know, you have to be evil in advance, and then you know you're gonna have a better experience. Yeah, and my my car in Google Maps is a X-wing now, and my home is another yeah. ship. Yeah. Uh, it's it's an impressive coordination that they must have had to pull that off. Yeah. But it's like that kind of makes me like I feel already kind of tired of the movie because I feel What's like it that? must have been out for months. Like it feels like it's yeah. an old movie now. Yeah. For any even a normal movie, this would be hard to transcend. And now, yeah. of course, there's all the history and there's the expectations. And how long has it been since the last one? Um, Phantom Menace. No, pardon me. Uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith was like eight years ago, nine years ago, ten years ago. Feels like longer. Well, we've been all trying to forget. Is the is the thing? <laughs> like we we've been putting it so far 2005, behind. Two thousand five. So exactly ten years ago. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, um, I gave up hope on uh, on episode two when 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 that one happened. I I I, I felt like uh, oh this is lost to us. This is lost to the culture. Something 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 died here today in the movie theater when uh, when episode two came yeah, out. But yeah. it's, I think it's widely agreed that episode one should just be ignored and just pretend it never happened. The pod race sequence is still really good. Like that has nothing to do with story, but it's visually. Well, that's great. the point. It's just a, you know. Well, it's technically <laughs> it's showing action. that Anakin is like gifted i guess awesome. but yeah they could have yeah. they could have cut that and cut a half an hour we were talking me. uh on one of the shows about the machete sequence i guess yes. there's yeah yeah uh no. four five one two three or the modified is four five uh no 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 Sorry, one four five one two three sequence. six or yeah. well, I've, I've heard that both ways but yeah that you ignore you frequently ignore number one. are you familiar with that paul i am i, I i've actually written about it myself because i think it's a fascinating idea Mm-hmm. Uh, my biggest concern right now is how to introduce the whole series to my kids. Yeah. Uh, now, I have a six-year-old son, and, and now Brian knows this. We've talked about this a little bit. He's fascinated by the idea of Star Wars. I've kind of told them the story in monologue form. Uh, and, and by the way, it's a brilliant performance. I think you should know that. <laughs> um, but uh, it was so brilliant that they're completely obsessed with it, except oh. that my son will not watch the movie. He's afraid uh, that there'll be something scary in it. Yeah. Whereas my daughter, who is three is totally down. She is ready. She tells me, like, she invents these fantasies about how she's going to confront Darth Vader and punch Dem into face. She, he, she's totally <laughs> down. Totally down. So uh, I, I, I'm probably going to introduce them with the original. 
I don't think I'm going to do any sequels because I want, you know, you want to ease them in. You want them to to get the good stuff first, you know, and and then if they really need that other stuff, they, if they really need to get the full picture, then you can give them the the, the prequels and stuff. But uh, I, I think you've got to give them the quality to start to kick it off with. Yeah. yeah. Gail and my son, he's two. He's seen bits of um, the cartoon, some of the cartoons just as I've been watching them, like on Netflix and stuff, because there's the Clone Wars cartoon and then there's the Rebels, which is set between the two trilogies. And the, the latter is actually quite nice. It's, it's quite well done. It's very, very much a New Hope-ish. Um, but I, I, I don't have I'm – not, I'm not – he's young enough. I don't have my plan set up for when I'm going to show him the movies when I haven't decided the sequence or anything like that because it, it's still working on him. Figuring out what a potty is. Uh, <laughs> so I think, yeah, get that first. <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> Priorities. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Then the force. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't poop, but I do know Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, I was about to then say a potty-related story, but then I was like, I don't know if that's a weird, because he, you know, so I won't say the potty-related story. You could save the potty stories for, you know, other episodes if you'd rather, you know, <laughs> if you want to Oh, there show are respect. potty episodes? It, no, no, no. It wasn't, it wouldn't be graphic. It was just a moment of we thought, I thought briefly he was going to to be successful, and then he just wasn't, but it was like. So close. Yeah, it was. Oh. Like, yeah, this show sometimes drifts into 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 dad talk. Um, yeah, that can absolutely happen. You're in the middle we, of it. I'm a I'm a I'm a. Uh, I don't know. When you're retired dad, I think you're always a dad. But my kids. Yeah. Are uh, empty nester? Would that work? Yeah. Is that's that, a terrible thing. That's oh, are sound. they are they all out of the house now? Is that right? Yeah. Well, as much as you can get out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, I got two but, kids. But in But empty nester right, is as college, soon as yeah. they're in college, right? Like that's. Yeah. But that yeah. sounds that that feels like that there's a connotation. Yeah, but my daughter called me today and said, "What are you doing?" I said, "Well, you know, stuff because it's my day off. Can I come over? I need to talk to you." I was like, "Okay, can you give me a ride?" Uh, okay, I went and got her, and uh, she said, "I want to talk to you about my diet." I said, "Oh, oh dear." <laughs> and then she wants, you know, she's uh, she's met somebody in Texas and she wants to go visit them, uh, like a date. Uh-oh. And I said, but you don't know this guy. She said, well, I've Skyped with him a lot. I said, I don't know. Going to going on a date in Texas, that's, I don't know. That, Maybe That must freak That you sounds that like up. code for something. It just doesn't. Yeah, yeah. I, I would I would, uh, I would veto that one. Um, I don't know if you have that kind of power. But, uh, <laughs> I do, because I control Good. the power of the purse. Ah, you're like uh, Congress. Right, yeah, so she was asking you to help pay for the, 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 the trip. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then, then he then. has volunteered points, which makes me even Ooh. more nervous. Points. So. You know, uh, is he a Nigerian a, prince? Yeah, I don't. The whole thing makes me nervous. But you know, I don't want to be a fuddy duddy because I think kids today meet in different ways and they date in different ways and the and their relationships are different than they used to be. She was, uh, you know, she's uh, she, she's trying to figure out how to get out of Tinder at this point. So I can't, can, you know, what? It's a different world from what yeah. I'm used to. So does I have to Tinder be, need escaping from? Is that something you need to get Apparently, uh, you can't just delete it. It's, oh, God. It has a persistence of some kind. Oh, dear. And Wait, then there's another one she's on that's not Tinder. I don't know I don't know what it's called, but uh, Hitch'em Up or something. I can't remember. But um, That sounds wholesome. Same idea. Yeah, I can't. What could, what could be wrong with that? Wrong. I, don't, I don't feel like an old fuddy-duddy often, but occasionally with like just the number of specific services that I've been unaware of. Like I don't care about music. Like I mean I generally don't care about music, but I mean like knowing that there's like, oh, I've not heard of this band. I don't care. Um, but tech-related stuff I, makes me feel a little older. It's like I haven't heard of Hitch'em Up. I don't have a need of it. 
I haven't <laughs> well, heard I made of it. that up. So that's there's. Oh, there's, okay. Well, there, that, but you know what? You 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 can easily <laughs> not have made that up. We're gonna we're gonna launch that right here on the show. <laughs> Hitch them up. No vowels in there whatsoever. No, but I mean, there's a speed to the creation of those services, right? And and, and there's so many. I, even like Tinder is too general, well, I think, for some people. You know about swiping left and swiping right. You know oh, yeah, no, no. I do know about that. I exist in the world, so I'm aware of that <laughs> as a thing. I think I've probably used other apps that have taken that as like a metaphor for the interaction um, as well because it's, you know, makes sense, I guess. What's um, it like, Leo, for uh, to be a dad and to be on – uh, on being broadcast so much because one of the things that interests me about uh, you in particular, I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of of the whole Twit Network and everything, um, but uh, you are on so much, like you're on camera all the time, and yeah. I, and I, I like, what is that like when you're like, how do your kids respond to that kind of thing? Like to <laughs> well, know that like, where's walk. Dad? He's he's literally on TV right now. Uh, you can like flip a coin and take a guess. Yes, he's on TV right now. Like, is yeah, that that doesn't slow him down though? They call me in the middle of the show all the time oh no kidding yeah sometimes yeah, I listen take, to episodes of that it's very yeah it's actually quite entertaining when i i'll take the call and i won't tell them <laughs> so they just disregard they just like take the shot they the take the shot they don't like. know they yeah. don't know sometimes they call and i'm in you know another country and they don't you know yeah they yeah, I guess kids, you gotta understand you'll see this right now you're you're kind of important to your children because right. they can't survive <laughs> that's true but as soon as they can survive without you, you become so much less important. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're really peripheral to their life. And so it's really, you know, you hear from them when they need something mostly. Right. Uh, unless they're, you know, kind of, you know, unusually respectful of the elders. And mm -hmm. I'm not sure I really want a kid like that either. Sure, <laughs> sure. Uh, or codependent. Actually, something. Yeah, it's yeah, codependent. Yeah, I don't want that either. So. There's something we, we talked about in the past is that, like, you know, I'm 38 and uh, my dad was born in 42, so 30, whatever that is, uh, like 73 now. Um, and I don't, I talk to him maybe, if I talk to him like text message once a month, it's, that's a lot. Um, mainly because he ignores his phone. But I don't, like, I don't, I don't talk to him that much and it doesn't feel like as someone approaching middle age or in middle age, depending on the metrics. Um, it you know I don't I, I don't need a, a dad at, at this point in that way right like he's done like my parents are done raising me for years, um, but the part that freaks me out from where I'm now or because I look at my two year old and I just you know outpouring of every emotion of the world, the fact that for my dad, he's probably done too right and that that's probably not weird to him at this point, you know what I mean? No, I wonder. That terrifies uh... me. I don't really want to hear from my kids a lot, you know, and uh, but uh, I know some parents really do. I don't know what the right answer is on that one. I guess, you know, I was on the phone with my mom who's in her uh, 80s. She's 83. Um, this is today. And we, we FaceTime and I gave her an iPad Pro uh, for Christmas. And she I told her, open it up because I want her. She's an artist. I wanted her to draw. And I was trying to help her with the computer. And it was perhaps the most frustrating experience. And I've had many. <laughs> Because um, I said, you know, we were trying. I was trying to show her the two pain thing, uh -huh. and she said, "Yeah, I saw it by accident, but I, I don't know how to get into it." I said, "Well, you swipe in from the the right, and it is a little tricky. So you know, yeah. you have to try it a few times. You I swipe it all the time by accident. Yeah, so yeah, it's always when you don't want. It. So you swipe <laughs> in from the right margin, um, you know. And she says, well, "What do you mean swipe in from right?" I said, "You know, the edge." Where there's no picture, she says, "No, there's no edge." I said, "No, no, you know the the the, the white uh, uh, bezel around the." She says, "There's no white bezel." 
I said, no, mom, you have an iPad. I know you have a white bezel. No, there's, <laughs> no, there's no white bezel. She says, you have to trust me on this. And I said, I, and then what do you do then? There right. is a white bezel. I know there's a white bezel. So I, my stomach starts churning. My head starts, I get like a little, it's, I'm trying, cause somebody told me once, and this is really true. She wiped your butt. She yeah, put right, up, with, right. you know, she taught you to, to walk. So you really can't be harsh with her when, yeah. you know, she, you're trying to teach her something. You know, this is still easier than teaching potty training them. So I'm trying to be patient. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's hard because she's insisting, no, 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 your picture goes all the way to the edge. Right. No, mom, no, there's a bezel. There's a, there's a frame. You see the white part? I said, do you see the home button? She said, yeah. Is that, is in the white part? She said, no. I said, yes, it is. <laughs> it is. That's it. Swipe from that side. No, but it's anyway. Uh, then and then I don't know why. For some reason, all of us said, "Oh, oh yeah, the white part." Okay. Oh. It's like, oh, but this was a half an hour. Uh, it's hard. I'm sure you have to done do tech support with your parents, and maybe your parents are very technical literate. And stuff. Oh, certainly. I would have. It, it, you'd be you'd be surprised what what they cannot figure out. No, you actually you would not be surprised. Actually, of all people, oh. you would not be surprised from your. Oh position. God, I you know I was I was actually yelling. This is what my wife was saying. <laughs> I was yelling, but she thought I was yelling at my mom. But what I would do is I'd mute it, and scream and pound, <laughs> and then I'd unmute it. And I have a feeling that's what happens on tech support. You know, when you call tech support, right? They're that's muting and going. We're just laughing at you. Well, sir. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. Yeah. Well, I, it's interesting. I wonder if that's going to be something that, like, I mean, you specifically, obviously, you're an outlier, so your kids won't ever have to give you tech support. Um, but I wonder if that's something that will be different for the next generations coming up because um, presumably your mom's generation is, you know, not used to the pace of change and the sort of presumption of, of tech being everywhere. Whereas Maybe. Or are. she's just trying to drive me crazy. I'm not sure which. Somewhere in between. Uh She's really into it. You know, she's always had, I've always made sure she had computers and laptops and she really yeah. loves her iPad and she was thrilled. She really likes this iPad pro. Um, but you know, there's some things that just confuse people. Like for instance, um, hold on a second though. My wallet is on the, uh, sideboard over there. Bring me my wallet. He needs his tickets to star Wars. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. Huh? There's money in the wallet too. You could take anything you find. Wow! Bring me, bring me the wallet, uh, Michael. <laughs> That's a good gig. Um, Just leave the ID. It should be uh, should be right there. Yeah. Um, I hope it's right there. It should be right there on the sideboard, the Chinese sideboard. So uh, anyway, I you know she's uh, very technically literate, but one of the, you know there's things Apple does that and and the geeks understand that nobody really in real like for instance, you can have an Apple account. And you can have a Gmail account. And you can even use your Gmail login as your Apple account. Mm -hmm. But it's not the same password. And that really confuses people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Because it's leo at gmail.com is the same username for both my iCloud account and my Gmail account. But they're different passwords. And people don't understand that that's – no, it's two different companies, Mom. There's the, there's Apple and there's Google. Each of them has a separate password. But the login is the same. I know, Mom, because – and it's just, it's impossible. I have had to give a number of explanations over the years to family members who have asked if when I get a new phone, do I have to get a new email address? Because they're assuming that it's, you know, an email address is stuck to the smartphone or the computer or whatever. Um, that it's not something you can just log into from wherever. So that's, you know, I guess the. Yeah, I used to work at an Apple store. 
and uh, we'd have people come in who had never had an email address in their lives, and we'd have to stand there in the store and invent one for them, um, and you know, make up a password for them and stuff like that. My favorite thing, this I did not actually see this one occur, so I, I this is a secondhand hearsay, but that that someone actually came into the store, uh, handed the computer over, and said, like, can you put some internet in this? <laughs> was it Donald Trump? Yes, it was. It was. How did Trump, you know? right? That's amazing. <laughs> He asked if Bill Gates was here to put it in for him. So. You're all stupid, stupid people. <laughs> yes, exactly. Stupid. You wonder, you know, I mean, does Donald Trump's, te- I mean, what does Donald Trump's IT guy think of him? Like, does he think he's really stupid? Or is Donald like a computer genius? Um, I, I would be surprised if, if Trump needed to actually interface with technology. He's probably a people. Right. Oh, I see. What I mean, he's just got he's got folks, he's got, he's got handlers who who will do everything for him, like, except for his tweets, though. So because apparently all that's true. is all yeah. first. No, no, that's no true. one can make that up. Although you saw his doctor letter, right? Yep. That I think read, Donald wrote that. You know what, Leo? I'm I'm writing. I've actually almost finished my second draft of a, a fake Donald Trump biography, <laughs> uh, biography, <laughs> where he's a time traveler and stuff. And I um, I, I, I I can absolutely send to you. Um, he um and, and that letter reads like something that fits in what I've written, and it was kind of weird for me to read that because it was like I feel like I was just ripped off. Um, <laughs> yeah, because Brian yeah, it's an insane. Cannot letter. keep up with the actual no. ridiculousness that is happening. Like I've read a lot of his book, and and the satire. It, only only the fact that there are sci-fi elements at this point is, is the only <laughs> thing now that separates it from what is really going on. It, yeah, it's just an absurd. And I've de- I've decided. I, I don't know. You're in Washington, Paul. You you kind of probably have a better I used sense. To be, yeah, used to be. Yeah, you understand politics, but I feel like. There are people saying, oh, you got to worry. This guy could be, ter- you know, he's the next Hitler. And no, he's a buffoon. No, exactly. There's no way. He's not even close to getting elected. He's There's no salesman. way he's going to get elected. And so we can just laugh. I think it's safe to laugh. Yeah, you know, and I'm not going to say that there's no chance. I mean, I think he's he's got a good shot at the nomination um, because this oh, is where no. the party is right now. Oh, I really the do. The party will never let him be nominated. Well, I, there, there may be folks who, who try to put a stop to it on some kind of higher level. But I think the level of support he's got right now, it, it's just so rock solid. Like but, The people that are for him just aren't going to move. You know what I mean? Brian, you're from Canada. You don't have any idea what's going on. He really I, does. Look, <laughs> we get uh, terrified. You got Justin we get, Trudeau. How did that happen? Um, I don't know, but we're so happy. We're so <laughs> incredibly happy. But we get all of your media. Um, yes, and I, and the, the, oh no, no. So in the comparison, the here's the thing that people don't maybe don't understand. Uh, the the primary is not for a candidate. The primaries are for delegates, right. and the delegates are only loosely bound to the candidate. In fact, usually that's only true. on the first vote. That's yeah, that is a good point. And so, what's going to happen is it's going to you're going to get the convention unless he wins on the first vote. It's over, and he's not. He mm-hmm. may have a lot of delegates. I don't think he's going to win on the first vote. And then the party machine goes, okay, that you had your fun. Now let's. I don't know. I'm the. Well, I don't know what, who they nominated. Rubio or Cruz? God, Cruz would be worse than I know, Trump. Cruz but. is worse than. That's the thing. Like what you were saying. Like, like Trump is exactly that. He's a salesperson. He's, he's Cruz a Cruz is drafting on Trump right now. Right. 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 But Cruz, yeah. Cruz, Cruz is like. Is I'm not as bad as deal. Trump. Cruz is the real deal. Like theocrat. Right. Like, true believer. Died right. in the wall. Nut job. Where died in the wool. Nut job. Whereas Trump is like he just wants to have the job. He's he just wants to win. And yeah. whatever it takes. If he were president. God help us. If he were president, whatever he did would just be like, okay, what can I do to make myself win today? Whereas Cruz really would like, you know, we really would be in deep trouble. I think he'd rewire everything and uh, and it'd be crazy, crazy time. Fortunately, we've learned that the president is also a fairly weak 
Well, that's the thing. Like Trump, if Trump wins, he gets in first day. He's like, how much of this stuff that I said I can do, or that I'm going to do? And they're they're like, none. He's like, oh, okay. He's going to go for a ride in the plane. Yeah. He's going to say, where's the bowling alley? He's going to play. I can't imagine. He would just take. He would then take credit for the fact he didn't have to do the things. He would be like, well, we don't need to do the Muslim ban anymore. I just hope his doctor becomes a surgeon general. Oh my god, that'd be great. That would be. Colbert had him last night. Yeah. He looked looked like like a weird surfer. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. He looks insane. It's crazy. And uh, and he writes like Trump. If yeah, elected, Mr. Trump, I can state unequivocally, will be the healthiest individual ever elected to the presidency. I mean, and I believe the letter started with, to whom my concern. Yeah. I think that was. <laughs> I think that they didn't, you know, I think here's what happened. Trump's dictating it to him. And yeah. he didn't hear all yeah. the words. Yeah, yeah. It just, uh, it's amazing. Just am- Yeah, or he just dictated it to Siri and didn't proofread it. Maybe. Could be. You know, Could be. Uh, it's. It's uh, in a way I'm glad all this has happened because, you know, in in one sense, it's uh, exposed so much of what we always kind of knew was was just under the surface, particularly in the Republican Party, like all the kind of anger and 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 uh, xenophobia and stuff that we knew was there. But it's it's really kind of exposed it for what it is. It's really shown it off in in a way. Um, And I think we're better for knowing that that's there. I think we're better knowing that, okay, this is really where this particular electorate (laughs) is. And now we can we can deal with that from here on out. We can now like say, okay, this chunk of people really does feel this way about, you know, things like Muslim bans and things like that. Like they're 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 really down with that. But does that surprise you? No, it doesn't surprise me. But Mm. I think it surprised a lot of folks. At least it's exposed. Yeah, I think I think particularly the political press. I've never seen them do such a turn where they where they were dismissing Trump, dismissing Trump, and were suddenly kind of aghast at the idea that there are these politicians who are saying things that aren't true. Uh, like, they, <laughs> like they all kind of like were like, why why are the why are these candidates all lying about things as though this this was like Trump is just so entertaining about it. And he's so uh, blatant about it that it suddenly becomes apparent and the press can no longer just play like like what they usually do, which is the false equivalency thing. Like, well, Candidate A says this and candidate B says that and somewhere in the middle is the truth. They can't do that anymore with Trump. It would be ridiculous if they did that with Trump. And so now they're having to be like, wow, uh, politicians lie. What do you know about that? But they're torn because he's good for ratings. I mean, I really feel that they're torn because they know that this is uh, a I think that they know enough to know that really 40 percent, whatever Trump has, I think it's up to 41 percent now Mm -hmm. uh, is not of. The electorate, it's 41% of people who have landlines mm-hmm. who, who don't even – many of them don't even vote and probably won't vote if Trump's not a nominee. So they're not really – they're really a marginalized group of people. Sure. Uh, and the media knows that. But they're, they they're, they can't get off the Trump subject because it's just too good well, for even, I mean we can't I stop worry more, I know. I can't – I actually will like watching his speeches. He's hysterical. Exactly. But, but I worry more about future generations. I worry about when the YouTube generation – is is ready to to take its place and to vote. I mean, you remember idiocracy, and mm-hmm. and I I feel like this may be the beginnings of what will in you know three or four elections hence be a real threat, a real potential yeah. that, that some moron who just is willing to say stuff that is popular get elected. Wasn't the like part of the promise of the internet that it was going to. Uh eradicate some of this stuff like we wouldn't be able to be made stupid so easily because we'd all be able to have this free unfettered access to real information and it almost feels like the opposite has happened where uh you know bullshit can snowball more quickly than it ever has before because well, we can find it easier yeah. right so we can we can uh, bolster up whatever view we have uh, 
with alarming ease, you know, so we can do it for good or for bad. Um, and I, I was, uh, the other episode, I think it was the last episode we were talking, uh, Paul and I were talking about that, that I, I was thinking that the, the main, hopefully the main legacy will not be Trump actually as president, but his main legacy will be in the next election or election after when he's changed the bar or set the bar for wh how insane candidates will be. And the next time the GOP is not in power, like that they don't have a Republican uh, president, they will all be bonkers. Like that they will all right. be Trumps. And that he's just like, he's right. just shown them like, like, you know, when Star Wars first came out and they're like, you guys can sell so many toys. And everyone's like, <laughs> oh shit, we can. And it'll be like that, but but for politics and that will be the... I'll be honest. I told um, I told my wife I want to get a gun. Oh. Like, I know. Like, like I know. That kinda... seems, that's very contrary to what, you know... I think I know where you're going. Talk. But, let's talk but I think why. I want a gun. <laughs> I think I need a gun. And I don't mean a gun for hunting. I right. mean a gun for shooting people. Uh, not, you know, not that I'm going to leave my home and shoot people. I want to have a gun in my home so that people try to, I just feel because like the I level worry of crazy the, end, is, is the level of crazy is going up. Yeah. I'm not worried about terrorists. In fact, the, the real terrorists are not from outside the country. Um, and, and I just, uh, I think that, uh, I think that the, the gun, the gun argument is over. Mm -hmm. um, because uh, it's not moving anywhere. It's just it's, it, it's never if it, if it hasn't moved by now, it's yeah. never moving. Yeah. So, uh, and I think Obama kind of acknowledged that. He said, "You know what? This is your political choice. You're making a political choice, and this is your choice." So, there's only two ways to go: get rid of all guns, or everybody get a gun. Right. You know, you don't want just some people to have guns at this point. You know, just the crazies. So, we're all going to have to have guns. So. I, you know, my wife was funny because my, I'm married to a Republican, I should point out, oh. and uh, and a gun owner, uh, but she doesn't know where a Glock is. Oh, dear. <laughs> which is probably, which is um, probably could be good or bad. I'm not sure. Uh, Use the find I, my Glock app. And I, <laughs> okay. I, I think that I think she was she was baiting me. She likes to bait me because I'm a you know, when she told when she told her parents we were getting married, she said. I got bad news. He's a liberal atheist. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and, but anyway, uh, I think she likes to bait me. So I think she thinks I'm going to take the bait and I'm going to rise and to, you know, I'm going to get all flustered. You got a gun. What do you mean? So I, I think when I said, yeah, I think it's good. Get your gun. I'm going to get a gun. We're going to go down the range. We're going to learn how to use it. We're going to, we're going to learn gun safety. We'll have a gun safe, you know, make sure that, um, you know, nobody can get it except us. But uh, I don't think it's a bad idea for me to know how to use a firearm. Uh, and now she's saying, no, no, I don't want you to have a gun. So I think oh. she was a big talker, I think. Oh, so, no. Well, yeah. what's her, what's so her maybe she doesn't have a Glock at all. I think she's afraid I'll use it on her. <laughs> you know, but that's really what happens, isn't it? Is, Statistically, that's that why is, guns yeah. are dangerous because <laughs> the truth is they more often than not get used by the homeowner on another homeowner so uh, or himself. You know, that's the other thing. By the way, these gun numbers, they include suicides in these gun numbers. Yeah. If you take suicides out, it is much less worrisome than it would be if you – most of the times guns get used upon either ourselves or our loved ones. Right. Mm -hmm. That's the sad fact. I'm not going to do that, uh, but I, I would like to have one in case we live in the country. I think it's an appropriate thing to have, and I think America's getting crazy. So – you know, I think it's a good though, idea. Like in, in terms of the safety, like it's still there's still that trend. Like everyone assumes, generation after generation, that things are getting worse. But statistically, crime-wise, no, violence are, is down. Violence of all yeah. kinds is, is consistent, like all the time. And so it's, yeah. but it's interesting. Like so, you obviously know that, but you still, 
it's, I mean, I guess the pull of watching the evening news is hard to escape, even if you know intellectually that it, it doesn't necessarily yeah. jive. Well, yeah. I just, it'd be fun to have. I am always interested in, in uh, expensive toys. And I, 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 you know, I've seen your, sh I've listened to your shows. I know yeah. that about you. Oh, yeah. that's interesting um. <laughs> because I've thought about that too, because as Brian knows, I have a very unhealthy obsession with smartphones and it's gotten me into a little bit of trouble here. Oh, oh, Leo, um, he got kicked out of Amazon. I got, I got for, banned by Amazon. Yeah. For exchanging phones too often. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, what? Yeah. Yeah. It's a long story. What are they talking about? It's a very long story. Uh, yeah. But not important. <laughs> he, 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 he doesn't have an Amazon account anymore. They <laughs> said you can't – we're not going to allow you to buy any more phones. You have a problem? They, they, anything. They, anything. Well, anything. Well, because – You know what I just got? I just got the BlackBerry. Really? You, you'll appreciate this, Brian. I got it for your people. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> for your people. <laughs> for your people. For my you just people. saved the Canadian economy. I used to live <laughs> yeah. in, and I used to live in Kitchener, which is like you know there adjacent you to, to Waterloo. Uh, so. I, and, and like many, I had a soft spot for a BlackBerry before the iPhone came out. My last BlackBerry was uh, right before the iPhone. And uh, but you know what? This Priv, uh, it's not bad. It's pretty is that good. The one with the. Sliding keyboard. It's running Sliding. Android. It's BlackBerry's first Android. Right, but but right, it, right, right, the right. infinite yeah. selection that you have, of course, though, I mean, is it something that you're going to be like, oh, this is the one I want to keep on me all the time? Well, I'm doing it right now. I, yeah. What I'm really curious about is battery life, because here's my here's my true conundrum, and you'll identify with this, Paul, as a person who is banned from Amazon. Is indeed. Uh, <laughs> the true conundrum is battery life. Uh, I prefer Android over iOS, but. As of right now, there is no Android device that I've found that has the battery life of an iPhone 6 Plus yeah, or 6S yeah. Plus. It, it really is the only phone I've ever used that I can get through the whole day. The OnePlus One kind of did. I'm told the Sonys can, but these I just can't bring myself to use an Xperia. Um, and this, and the, sadly, the Nexus, the Nexus, I do not. No, no. Um, and but I was hopeful. This that a lot of reported this BlackBerry has excellent uh, battery life, and it would it could be. The holy grail, the one thing I seek, which is an Android phone that can outlast the iPhone. So that would do it. So wait, not even the Note 5? The Note 5 didn't hold up? No, 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 no. Oh, interesting. I love the Note 5. What a great phone. No, it's love gorgeous. That phone. If that you phone have, lasts have, as long as the iPhone, it'd be a no-brainer. You have the Note 5, right, Paul? Uh, I, I did. That was the what last one I got with? rid of. That was the last one I got rid of. And I've settled <laughs> on the G4, actually, the LG G4, which I am absolutely head over heels uh, in love with. I just adore the thing. Not great battery life, though. No, but the swappable battery aspect of it, yeah. it mitigates that entirely. Like, it, it's not a problem for me. Yeah, Plus, not an extra battery, yeah. Yeah, and the, and the external storage, not the external storage, the uh, micro SD, uh, the fact that that's going away is very sad to me. Um, that there are 16 gigabyte phones still out there uh, make, makes me sad. Uh, but uh, being able to put a card in there is uh, great. And the leather is great and the curve is great. I, I, I don't yeah, think I that one got enough attention. That's a, it's a beautiful Oh, phone. I like it. It has an excellent camera. I like yep. it. Um, yeah, I gave it to a guy and then fired him. But um, oh. that's how what I do. Instead of trying to you know, palm it off on Amazon, I just— That's your, I, that's your severance package? Right, right, right. You're like, well, here's the phone. I gave it to him and then a couple of days later I fired him. So it was— uh, it wasn't. They weren't really connected events, but okay. I just thought. But at well, least there goes had... that phone. I'll never see that phone again. Yeah, indeed. That's One true. time, um, years ago, at a web development company I worked at, uh, we um, there were layoffs. Um, you know, the first round of layoffs. First round of layoffs in a company I had been part of, and the, but the day before, like it was a very friendly office. Everyone got really along. And um, one of the guys and I, we went to the you know the candy store down the road, Sugar Mountain kind of thing. And uh, one of the, I guess she was. She had been an intern, but she was one of the copywriters. Uh, Andrea had wanted to get like the chocolate covered jujube, so we picked that up for her. But we bought like barbecue, um, like mealworms, and we put them in the bag to freak, you know, just to freak her out. And she opened them and she was like scared shitless. And the next day she got fired. 
<laughs> oh, dear. You felt really terrible. I did, but then really later we terrible. found out she actually, she really liked, that actually helped her because it made her feel like one of the team, like that we, you know, because yeah, we did like her and everything. It was yeah. one of those things. But by the time, like, still worms because when they're like, when, 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 the, you know, when the president of the company's like, oh, and Andrea Pard and, and Jonathan and I are like, oh, uh, shit. <laughs> that's the worst thing about owning a business is having to... Uh, to fire employees. It makes me feel awful. Oh, I, I couldn't even imagine being in that. Yeah, I've never, I've never had the cause to. Sometimes you have to. I mean, it's just, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, people don't work out. But um, and usually people uh, move on to better things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it, it's hard. It's the worst thing. I, I, I don't, I'm sorry. I brought everybody down here. No, no, no. no, no I mean, cool. actually it's sitting down and bringing somebody in, surprising them with the words, you know, it's not working out. It's hard. Yeah, I got um, I get laid off one time just as a financial thing, and they said like midway through the day we want to see you at you know we want to have a meeting with you at the end of the day, and it's like oh you well, know just just do it now because yeah. now I'm sitting around like an idiot for Drag the whole day. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should I work? Yeah, yeah. I know it's like okay, um, my stomach feels weird now because I'm all nervous because I'm about to be fired. But that sucks. Um, really mm, sucks. Yeah. Well, uh, laid off I guess because fired is technically different. In my case. Let, let me ask again about I want to circle back a little bit to the to the gun gadget talk, because I thought that was interesting. Um, you know, if if you're going to not just be obsessed with with phones or gadgets or something, you were talking about how guns could be the next thing you might now. Well, you know, I'll tell you what I um, also bought is uh, a film camera. OK, a really old uh, film camera older than me, a Leica M3. It was made. A, uh, it's 60 years old. Oh, wow. A beautiful. Nice. It's beautiful. I guess it's technology. It's just older technology. It's beautiful. Sure. Um, and uh, and so well-made machinery is of is of interest. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and I, th well, I you're, think you're part a of the reason. You're... Yeah. But yeah. I think Across the board. thing also I'm starting to really explore uh, this. I, I think that if we're going to get go anywhere in, in this country, we've got to stop doing the knee jerk. That those people are dumb and wrong, mm -hmm. uh, kind of reaction to things. And so I think, um, you know, I think one of the most important things we need to understand is what is what is the story with guns? What is the true story mm -hmm. with guns? Not the there's a lot of propaganda on both sides. What is the true story? And I think uh, owning one would help uh, help me understand that a little sure. bit. I think we need to. I think we need to go beyond the. Um, it's really so polarized now, and I really would, I want us to go beyond that. I read a great book um, by a guy named Jonathan Haidt, which is mm -hmm. unfortunate. H a i d t. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, renounced Haidt. Yeah, he taught at UVA. He's now I think he's in uh, he's at uh, NYU. He's in New York. He uh, or maybe Columbia. Yeah, he's teaching in Columbia. But he wrote a book called The Righteous Mind that is about moral uh, ethics mm -hmm. and where we get our morality from, how much is nature, how much is nurture, how we learn as a child. You guys actually, Brian, you're really right in this where a kid is starting to learn what's right yeah. and wrong. And we are, yeah, we are really specifically trying to think of it in terms of like we're, we're building him. Some of it, just, some of it though he figures out on his own. I mean, oh sure, sure. But I mean, as far as like we're we're trying to be cognizant of the fact that every little thing we're doing is going to possibly right. stick with him. And one of the things that yes, and I was very aware of that as a parent too. It turns out, you know, that really there's nothing you can do. But uh, <laughs> one of the things one of the things uh, he talks about is you know Piaget, the great child psychologist who observed that there are cognitive stages in a person's life, a kid's life, that they, they get to, a, there's a point that they can't understand something. They cannot, they're just not able to understand a logical concept. And then boom, they can. 
And there's this, it's just this kind of, there are these Piaget stages and they go through them. Turns out in morals and in ethics, there also seem to be these stages where it's part of, as a kid gets older, a two-year-old can't understand something uh, a four-year-old. Like two-year-olds may not get the idea that, that, you know, kind of the fundamental of morals is not to hurt somebody else. But a four-year-old might get that. So it's very interesting. And his book ostensibly is about, you know, how we can patch up the 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 uh, political divisions that uh, divide us, but it's it really it's much deeper uh, than that. It's really fascinating. They've got they have a. Uh, I'm sorry about. Did you hear that ding? That no, was quite loud. I, okay. I didn't hear a ding. Hear, <laughs> I'm sorry. That was just in my ears. I'm glad. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm very glad. So they you have just a, might want to, you want to see a doctor later is all. Yeah. If you continue to hear things, you might want to. Yeah. <laughs> if you hear a dinging, uh, they have created a website called yourmorals.org. In which they uh, ask people uh, to take to answer questions, and uh, they're use these surveys they're using as part of their research is really quite mm. interesting, very very interesting. And if you take the quizzes, you may be kind of surprised. Uh, for instance, I recommend highly recommend racist or not racist. Oh, you oh may I learn am... something about yourself. <laughs> no, I, I like I've read a lot of the stuff about that where it's like yes, I'm I'm well aware that we all have a sort of baseline. Uh, racial bias even if we're sure super super sure. you know non and it's helped generally to break down this kind of oh holier than thou you know uh, righteousness and i'm right and they're wrong my daughter is a uh, has inherited my flaming liberality uh and uh but but you know i'm i'm she's really it's very black and white for her and uh oh yeah i think i assume for all three of us it was much more so as we we're younger right like and that's, yeah yeah, and as I get older, gray, I, I, gray creeps in over the years in more way than this. Is part of your problem with, with Twitter too, right? Because this is where I see this uh, uh, come alive uh, in the starkest way possible of the the you're right and you're wrong camps yeah. that uh, divide along these 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 timelines and stuff. It I I don't see it anywhere more vociferously than I do in uh, like Twitter gang ups and and things yeah. like that. Twitter really lets people's inner demon out. Yeah, uh, as much as I love it, in some ways. Yeah, I know you're a big Twitter guy. Um, in you know, in some ways, it, Twitter is an outrage engine. It's just it facilitates outrage, right? Yeah. Um, and then in other ways, it's uh, who was it was telling me that he doesn't want somebody you would know respectable doesn't want to use Twitter because it's essentially mob mentality, and that's mm -hmm. you know people really they do gang up on others. Um, Twitter does not facilitate discussion. That's for sure. No, it's something we, I, that we talked about in the past is that like each one of those things, like if someone um, like uh, Davis, the uh, clerk, um, Kim who, Davis, Kim Davis, I, I was pretty sure it was Kim Davis. But, you know, like that she she gets a, a certain amount of like reasonable upset directed toward her, but much more cumulatively than is warranted in the same way that like um, um, the, the Muhammad, the boy with the, Ahmed. the clock, Ahmed, Muhammad, uh, he, you know, he gets much more positive stuff because every little person has their own, you know, like it's like a, like a microtransaction, but in a kind of emotional way. And that's I of, started it's feeling very sorry for Ahmed because he became a football mm -hmm. and uh, no 14 oh, sure. year old should have to be a football. It's just a terrible thing. Uh, yeah. Twitter, Twitter is in some ways the worst of us and the best of us is very interesting. I don't know what, the, I don't know what to do about Twitter. I really, well, it's also interesting that I, I feel like we haven't yet caught up with the language that we're using online in, in the sense of like, when someone says, I'm going to kill you online, people take that like a death threat. But if you're hanging out with your buddy, 
when you say I'm right. going to kill you. You just mean it a certain way. And so when people say like, oh, you know, George Lucas raped my childhood or whatever online, like they're just saying I am upset. Probably right. mostly saying – they're probably mostly saying like I'm a little upset. But we just it's, – it's so much more hyperbolic online but that people kind of still take it. Like as if it's the in-person. Well, we don't dialogue. have like the visual cues. We don't have yeah, no, all, all that stuff that goes along with that. Like the, all this context is lost because it's just when it's just pure text and an avatar. Uh, yeah, there's no friction whatsoever between yeah. you and your feelings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, there was yeah, a just... great article um, about the the kind of fundamental, uh, unresolvable problem with Twitter. Which is that Twitter is – I'll try to get this right and then I'll refer you to the, the real article because it's a little more nuanced. But that Twitter is essentially um, uh, water cooler talk, you know, off-the-cuff mm-hmm. talk. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, George Lucas raped my childhood. But because it's written, it is parsed and interpreted as a written – as written speech, as mm-hmm. thoughtful written speech. And this fundamental mismatch – is really what causes all the friction on Twitter is that people say, and I, I, I know I do both. I say things offhand and then they're, you know, I'm demonized and I've also demonized people mm-hmm. who probably I should have given some slack to because uh, what they said wasn't, uh, you know, wasn't intended to be analyzed at that level. It was just an offhand comment. Yeah, we're still not like caught up with the fact that things get recorded. Like, we, the, in no point in evolution is that actually necessary, right? Like, I mean, we we are built to forget things. Yeah. Um, like, just the fundamentally. Book, the, uh, article, the article, I, I should give you the reference so you can read this because it's much better than I'm saying. It's from The Atlantic, which has lately, by the way, become an incredible journal of uh, modern uh, record. Yeah, I, I really am impressed with what Atlantic's doing. But there's a guy named Robinson Meyer, and he wrote an article – it was last month. It's called The Decay of Twitter. Yeah, I've seen that one, yeah. Phenomenal yeah, illustration on it of a whale that died. Yeah. <laughs> and a Dutch painter uh, painting this beached whale from, uh, you know, the probably 16th century. And uh, it's a wonderful, a perfect illustration for it. But he, I mean, he goes a lot farther. He he quotes, uh, you know, semi-editicians and uh, Walter Ong, who's a... You know, student of Marshall McLuhan and stuff, and it, the, the the phrase that he uses is context collapse. But I think, in a in a nutshell, it's what I described as, yeah. and I think that's very true. We treat conversational contributions as fixed print like identity claims, and you and can just so- sit and reread it a million times and reinterpret based on your mood. And yeah, and, yeah, because it's written. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. it's there. Um, I feel like that's in a way that's the intention or that was the intention perhaps behind blogging in its earlier days was was something to be more of a conversation. Like it wasn't meant to be taken as here is here is my final uh, say on this topic and now begin the exegesis on every word of it. It was more of a I've, I've had this observation and here's my observation on this topic and yeah, um, right. let's begin a conversation about it. And I feel like you sort of had that with the blogosphere for a while. I don't know that you really do any more except maybe um, on some medium, places medium yeah i think yeah. that's the extent of medium yeah i think that's yeah. what in f- some ways uh, ev williams is re- repenting for his sins as a creator <laughs> of twitter uh and he created something that's long form um as a kind of um uh, opposite to it and it's interesting because medium is getting used for some surprising purposes you know when very high level the, stuff yeah when the criticism uh, came down of the new york times uh, and then the editor of New York Times – and both of these uh, – criticism came down on the on Medium. I think it was – was it from the Post? I can't remember. And then the response was also Medium yeah. from the editor of New York Times. They didn't choose their own journals to do this. They met on Medium. And I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. This was for the um, 
uh, I can't remember. Was it the uh, Neil? Amazon? Uh, oh, yeah, it was the Amazon. Yeah, article. Yeah. And yeah, mm. Jay Carney. Jay Carney. At Amazon. Right. Yeah, did his thing. Right. Yes, that's um, right. Jay Carney wrote this, and then the editor responded, Basket, or whatever his name is, Basket responded. It was very interesting. On Medium, of all places. So I do think that that's the intent of Medium. Um, sort of the, the, the term decay of Twitter maybe just remind me of a, a conversation you guys um, had on Twit, on uh, Twit, I don't know, a few weeks ago about the, sort of the perennial conversation about how long things will stick around and whether Facebook will be around 100 years. Right. Um, and I'm, I'm aware of the clock, so I know we don't have much more time with you. But uh, I just actually meant when I heard that on Twitter, I want to ask you about it. So, sure. um, so you initially seemed to be of the opinion that Facebook probably would stay around for a while. And it sounded like you kind of maybe got convinced that that might not be the case. Um, I'm not sure what I originally thought. I mean, I, it's hard to believe. I, what I guess my uh, my point at the time was that we're like fish in water. We can't really. We see uh, humans are, as you mentioned, terrible at uh, understanding the past and the future. We really project our present into the future and say, well, mm -hmm. things will always be so. Um, but history tells us that no tech company can survive. Not even you know, more than a few decades, uh, and, and be dominant. And so history would tell us that, that Facebook, uh, and Google, uh, are doomed, <laughs> but mm. I, it's yeah, hard I to imagine that, that you know, because I, they have such buy-in. Yeah. where they're not tech companies in the sense of like, they make a widget, they're tech companies in the, uh, they're, they're more like, uh, I don't know, like culture companies. They're like yeah. lifestyle companies. They, they they make a thing we exist in rather than just like a tool we use. You know. Well, I would I would tend to think that um, like a reason a, a thing I could point to that was like a reason why Facebook might stick around is the QWERTY keyboard, is because the Dvorak layout is like objectively better, and we right. could probably come up with something even better. But the cost of transitioning to this other thing, like every time when there's like um, diaspora or whatever the other you know Facebook killers, it's like it's not, they're never going to work because you have to get millions and millions of people, not just users to want to log into it, but you have to get web developers and you have to get all these other people to integrate the systems. Um, and so the cost of switching from Facebook to something else is going to be more than the cost of just continuing to use Facebook. So it's like it's like a utility, right? Like the phone lines. You're like We're not going to suddenly, like next week, go like, well, what's going to replace the sewers, right? Um, at a certain point, I think Facebook would have to cease being sexy mm. or interesting and it was st it could still be around in some other like you know we don't even think about it we just because I mean some people think of, of the internet as being Facebook already. well that is the aim right I mean that's yeah. where Zuckerberg is going anyway he wants to be the pipe he wants to be the sewers right I mean yeah yeah so I mean we're not going to we're going to upend the sewers because there do we have the sewers already we can just build buildings on top of it right um, I mean who knows obviously I don't imagine I'll be alive long enough to <laughs> to figure to be around here oh no years I think now. it'll happen in your lifetime I I, I you know. You you say that, but I don't think the lock-in is as strong as the QWERTY keyboard. Um, after all, what is what is the skill that you use to use Facebook? You have that skill, and you can apply it anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, the the only lock-in that Facebook has is is the network effect that you're there because all your, your friends are there. Um, but as you know, with MySpace, the, the transition from MySpace was almost instantaneous. It's true, but then MySpace didn't have, I don't feel like MySpace had the level of integration, like you didn't have it on, on like your phone, so you can log into it from your Actually, fridge or whatever. We, like, we have a good laboratory right now because uh, WhatsApp was just blocked or will be blocked in a few hours in Brazil for two days. That's all for two days. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did, but already, yeah, already people have migrated and I think are rapidly migrating to Telegram. What will happen if you if you don't have WhatsApp and WhatsApp is used by ninety three percent of Brazilians 
on the internet. Crazy it's number. Because, wow. the, <laughs> because the cell, uh, cell phone companies are rapacious and very expensive. Mm -hmm. So they're all using WhatsApp. And uh, But imagine two days without any contact with your friends and family. You will immediately, I believe, with your friends and family, arrange an alternative. And once you've switched to that alternative, why would you go back to WhatsApp? Right. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. that, I think it is possible. I don't think that it's not like QWERTY. The skills that you know are applicable to yeah. you know somewhere else. It's merely getting your friends and family to go there en masse. Yeah, and I'm not saying that like I know like that's obviously like a, a definite, but just that the, as the Facebook continues to do more lock-in, it feels like they're yeah the trajectory. But, but who knows? Yeah, is it really? So let's let's. I'd be very curious to see what happens in Brazil with WhatsApp. Yeah, no, uh, it's only 48 sure. hours. I mean, it's not a long-term thing. Be interesting. That could be an eternity. Well, yeah. I mean, think about it. I don't know how heavily you use messaging, but if you use it a lot, you will find an alternative, won't you? You will say, "Hey, mom, dad, friends, let's let's well, go." Well, I think about here. like what if what if I shut off Twitter or something for for two days or something like that. Um, my wife has often encouraged me to take breaks from Twitter, <laughs> uh, which I have usually ignored. Uh, but it's one of those things where it's like you you suddenly and uh, uh, anyway, I I do. I shouldn't say you. I I have felt a kind of anxiety about not being in that stream. Not I mean, not be, I'm getting anything you know really valuable out of it. But you become so accustomed to to having access to that stream all the time that it's like, where is the rest of the world? I now don't see the rest of the world. You're going to find another place to go if if that first one is not available. Right. Mm -hmm. I would think so, and I and I don't think there's a huge uh, barrier to entry for somebody else at this point. Now, Google, you could make the case that there's a technological barrier to entry because creating a good search index was hard. But then what Google's threatened by is is the is the transition away from pure search right. to other forms of, of finding things. So the well, they're doing an excellent job in unpredictable ways. Yeah, I think so. I mean, certainly uh, Zuckerberg uh, and Larry Page are no dummies and they know – this is, you know, the innovator's dilemma, and they know this, you know. But uh, whether they can fight it, I don't know. It's interesting. So that was a good conversation. You're right, and I, and I, I don't know. I don't know really. I go, you know, one of the things you got to understand. I do on Twitter is, uh, is my job is to be a ringleader there, and so, mm -hmm. and, and kind of a provocateur. Mm -hmm. So I often take up positions contrary to my own. Or I do that, and people get mad at me. They just always assume that I mean it. <laughs> like, and I really like. Uh, well, they do. You did, uh, yeah. but that's okay. No, no I mean, it's true. I, but I mean, as long yeah. as it's a good show, that's my only real uh, obligation is to, you know, make it interesting. Mm -hmm. yeah, this week in Google, by the way, that's my favorite one. And you, and you, yeah, that's the you most intellectual the show most. too. Yeah, that's uh, by far the most intellectual show. Because of Jarvis, we have Jeff Jarvis, right? But but all the other but all the guests that you bring on that show do a really good job of like of keeping it kind of high minded and. I try uh, to do that. Yeah. yeah, that's what that's, that's a big success. I think people understand that, and um, it you know Twit is going to be a larger show. It's almost twice as big, but but Twig is no slouch. I mean, it's doing fine, mm -hmm. and uh, and I agree with you that I enjoy that show because it is intellectually the most challenging. I, I sense it's of your it's among your favorites, if not your favorite. I sense yeah. That. Um, Twits would Twit would probably be my favorite, but but it's but there's a lot of pressure. Uh, yeah. So um, it's it's harder work mm -hmm. for me. Um, I really have to, you know, because we change the panelists every week. Um, we're always, you know, we're always. Uh, you don't get to develop a rapport with a with a with yeah. A set. Yeah. It's always they a, never. 
it it's never sounds hard for you though. Like it, well, it, it I mean, it, it, as it says me to your skill, that's what I'm saying. It, yeah. it, it never sounds like your thank you. Difficulty just it shouldn't be. There are times uh, I feel like I, it's obvious I'm laboring. You know, only when Dvorak is on to it. Well, when it's Dvorak and Jolie O'Dell are together, right. that's yes. Funny. If I get one one uh, provocateur, I can handle. But when two people in concert, there's just no way I can fight that. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then it is then it is uh, laborious. To yeah, say I remember you just like putting your head in your hands during those. Episodes. I just don't know what to do. Oh, God, it's my kind of mock. It's also it's mock dismay because part, you know I also understand the fun of it. And people, right. There's it's a, so funny. I mean, people, some people hate it and some people love it. And it really wouldn't be twit if people, if half the audience hate, didn't hate it at any given time. <laughs> well, that's, that's, a, that's a mark of success or something, right? Like if half the Well, I don't know. It. As long as they keep listening. Well, I mean, people are like either, either feeling strongly for or against it. And then there's the, yeah. Because I mean, like half of everyone who listens to Rush Limbaugh hates him. That right. Kind of, you yeah, know, you it's like, they're still listening. Oh, but you know what? The introduction of uh, O Doctor to the, the, the lineup. Oh, that was just gold. The first time I saw him on there, I was like, I, I hope he's coming back. And you've been bringing him yeah. back. Oh, I love him. Mm -hmm. It's just great. He's been on many times. I met him kind of like this, doing another podcast. Yeah. Um, called uh, The Beer Cast with Stuart Tracty. And uh, just, just, he's such a character. He doesn't add um, a lot of insightful uh, analysis. He's not a tech journalist. No, he has his moments, though. But he's but he adds a he adds a genuine human point of view. He really does a real world. Yeah, point of view he's, uh, yeah, he's real. and that's very valuable. <laughs> that's hugely valuable. It's very easy for us to kind of forget. You know? Yeah, the bubble, the the, the potential for bubble uh, in any yeah. in any of the episodes is pretty. A lot of the work in Twit is actually. Putting putting those panels together is really the is a lot of the work. Oh, I can only imagine. I imagine it'd be like seeding a wedding every week. Ha! It is. I think of it as cooking. It's a recipe. Sure. You know, we sure. have to have uh, substance. We have to have spice. We, you know, it's. But you uh, must have like some people who like this person is available, but they don't want to talk to these. They they won't be on if these other the people time. are on. Yeah. That's another problem. Oh, do you really have that? Oh goodness. Yeah. Not as much as it, I mean, it's not that often, but there are a few people. And there's, you know, there's people will call and he'll say, there's a guy will call and say, well, who else is on? Mm. And then I'll say, yeah, no, I'm doing it this week. Mm. It's just, it's really interesting. And then there are some people who just say, you know, I'm, don't ever have me on with that guy again. These are all, by the way, it's the same people. Like it's, yeah. <laughs> the guy who says, I don't want to be on is, is, is the guy that other guy says, I'll never be on with him again. It's very, so that makes it easier for you then. Yeah. They, yeah. You know, but as you, you'll, there's turnover as you'll notice. I mean, sure. we, we're yeah. going to do uh, an interesting one on Sunday because it's the kid, the kids' table. They're all millennials, so it's Alex Wilhelm from TechCrunch, mm -hmm. uh, Lauren Hawkinson from the Next Web. They're both in their twenties, and then I found a new woman who just kind of uh, popped up on my radar. Uh, she's also in her twenties, and I think it's going to be very interesting. And I thought it'd be fun to do this every once in a while. We do an old timer show with a bunch mm -hmm. of old people like me, and so. I thought it'd be fun to get a millennial point of view on the tech news. That's a good. And you just, you just keep saying what really loudly when they're what? <laughs> what? Are you? Hey, shut up! <laughs> Drive me crazy. Yeah, it's fun. I'm lucky that I get to do this because it does keep uh, keep me nimble and young to kind of be exposed to all these great ideas. Yeah, it's well, uh, I'm enjoying the hell of it. I'll tell you that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Me, thank you. I uh, yeah, I'm I'm also a regular listening a listener. I right now mostly. You're a puppet master. Without you, <laughs> without the pup, where would we be? I still, I have to say, I still, I see like pictures of you in the studio, and I see the puppet I made of you in the back, and they're like, I made a puppet. 
Well, we're not going to do a New Year's uh, Eve this year, unfortunately. We, the puppets oh, have really? been a great part of New Year's Eve, but uh, my wife said no freaking way. <laughs> <laughs> was that the one you normally do with um, Jonathan Colton, or is that Christmas? Uh, no, we are going to do Christmas. Uh, Colton couldn't do it. He was very bummed, but his, he's t he's touring a lot. Both Hodgman and Colton had to bow out. Uh, All in Storm will be on. Actually, O'Doctor is going to be on. And we have a special musical act called the Rat Pack. They're going to be on. So, yeah, we're going to be taping. In fact, I'm doing that next Friday. Or is it cool. tomorrow? Cool. Oh, it's tomorrow. Oh, wow. <laughs> Friday is the day for Christmas. I think I'm doing it tomorrow. You're a very busy person. Fun. Yeah, well, this is a busy time because we uh, we record our best ofs and right. uh, try to give everybody a week. That's one of the reasons we don't want to do the, the, the Christmas or the New Year's Eve show. I want to give everybody a week off after Christmas. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. I, 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 my wife said, you can do it, but I'm going to be on a cruise. I said, well, maybe I'll join you. <laughs> that's, that's a good call. That's, that's, the, yeah, that's the wiser choice, I would, I would yeah. say. Camera's on yeah. you a lot. I think you're on. <laughs> I can take – I'm going to relax. It'll you could just fun. rerun some stuff. Some people wouldn't even notice. You we're just doing, rerun a whole week. We're, yeah, we're, yeah, we do reruns on the some of the shows. We, we call them the best of. Best of? Yeah. No, no. I mean just – I don't even like prepare it as best of. Just, just actually just – Just, just yeah. do it. Just like here's something from July. I think uh, we're doing that with Steve Gibson. He's always done that on Security Now. This year, he's going to repeat his Vitamin D episode. I don't know if you were going to do reruns. I got. I know you got to go at this point. We've had you for over an hour. If you were going to do reruns, I'd want to see reruns from ten years ago. That's what I want to see. I want to see like a. a oh, I'd love to, but we didn't you know do video I mean? ten years ago. I well, wish we but, had. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but, you can but just show restage like it. Tech. Like, uh, out of curiosity, I. I you I, know why I don't do that? What's that? Because they're all available for download. You could go. That's true. Yeah, those whole shows. That's what I did. Anytime. I went like, what's what was the first iPad today like? And yeah, exactly. Check it out. And they're all on every every show we've ever done is still online. Uh, so and that's kind yeah, of fun to 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 dig around in and see what you guys. But it does make about. but it does make reruns kind of useless. Unfortunately, no, it's true. <laughs> I should have thought about that before I before I agreed to do it. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I believe a Jedi Knight awaits. So yes. Well, thank you so much for your time, Leo. That's how it actually uh, worked out. That I was able to get everybody out of the house. They're all in the theater. They already got in, and they're safe. You don't seat. have to wait for the popcorn. You can I don't have just to sit right yeah, in. It's like just arrive, walk go. in. So you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> making that easier for you. Thank you. Um, and <laughs> it's a real, yeah, it's a real pleasure to, to actually meet you on this platform, Leo. I'm a, I've been a big fan. Mm. I refer to you. I know people call you the president of the internet. I, I think of you as more like uh, the FDR doing the fireside chats of the. Oh, internet. I love that's what that. I think of. Oh, that's that that's is a are. huge honor. I'm very grateful. I oh well, well that. it's, it's an honor to have you on the show, sir. Thanks, yeah, thank Paul. you. And I hope you enjoy the Force Awakens. All right, talk to you out there, sir. All right, thanks very much, Leo. All right, see you guys. <laughs>